Time for the Liz Calloway Show. You asked for it, and we got it. Now, 6 to 10 weekday mornings. Always local. Always live. Always right. Here's Liz and Nick on Talk 94.5. All right, it's 9.08 on the Liz Calloway Show without Nick Summers. He's on vacation this week, and Glendie Radio is holding down the fort. It is Wednesday, May 18th. Ooh. He's not a bad boy. <laughs> no, but he, he takes care of him, all right. <laughs> he does take care of him. Thank God you're not in California. <laughs> Well, maybe they could use it in California, actually. Yeah, exactly. 15th Circuit solicitor Jimmy Richardson is joining us right now. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning, guys. Oh, sorry. I'm going to get this so I can hear you. I think Lynn's doing a great job. (laughs) Thanks, Lynn. You're an avid listener, aren't you? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't get to come on with you that much. but um, No, uh, you know the door is always open. uh, Sometimes Glenn will have me on on Saturdays. Oh, is that true? Yeah, he comes on the Reese's show and, you know, and then we see each other about town in our tuxedos and stuff, Uh too. That's the last time we saw each other. you're cheating on me? Is that what you're saying? Just a little. Are you confessing? (laughs) We were dressed to the T's that night, though, brother. (laughs) We were. We were. We went to a six-course meal that the uh, Ori Georgetown Tech, they have a big gala. Mm -hmm. Oh, with uh, the culinary school? Yes. Yes. Cool. Oh, so good. I felt so lucky and fortunate to be able to attend that. Oh, man, I I did too. Uh, But there was a guy behind us. I don't know his name, so I can't give it. But they would bring wine with every meal. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) I've never drank uh, wine. You know, I just never acquired a taste for it. But uh, this cat had, uh, he probably hadn't either, but he was throwing up <laughs> oh at the end God. of the meal. And I was like, man, you got to make a break for it. You got to, uh, you can't, just can't sit at the table. But I think it just sneaks up on you, you know. The um, wine. Well, oh the, the pairings were perfect. I've never been a wine pairing or really a wine guy not a wino but the the pairing was perfect everything was matched up perfectly and that last dessert wine i took a sip of it before i had my dessert was it ice wine it was yeah i think it was it was some type of a really 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 sweet wine uh-huh. and i thought oh my gosh i can't drink that and mike hag from htc yeah. said take a bite of the dessert and then taste the wine it totally changed there everything, and go. i finished that glass of wine <laughs> yeah. yeah well um you know uh it's it's something, you know, we're talking about um, Ori Georgetown Technical College. A lot of people send their kids off to school and they worry about them, right? Mm-hmm. You have a daughter? I've got a daughter. She's nine. But I've got a kid, um, a son that, well, you've met him. Yeah. He's, he's at Clemson. He's just finished his freshman year. So, I mean, don't you worry sick about them? when Not they're so much right? at no? Clemson. I mean, oh, it really is like, it's like Conway. Um, yes. Now, I went to Carolina and mm-hmm. that's in the middle of you know, a, ta- a, a, yeah. a city. So I would worry more about that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, my son just moved from here uh, to New Jersey for work and um, I worry sick about him. Like, I wish he would text me every night, like <laughs> when he's safe at home. And, uh, and he doesn't, of course. And so um, I worry sick about him. But then I say, every time I get him on the phone, I'm like, I run through like the riot act, you know, I just kind of like 
tell them like, and, and when this happens, do this and don't do this when that happens. And it's like, it's, it's unnerving. So um, the story that I, I asked you to come on to talk about today about Brittany Drexel is like every parent's worst fear mm-hmm. come true. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you have a daughter, you know, you try and teach your kids about stranger danger, you know, um, but here you have uh, the, the way we understand it, this kidnapped by a stranger, raped, strangled, um, you know, left for dead, and n- nobody knew where she was. I mean, the, the the whole story around it is just an absolute nightmare. And to bring closure to the family, um, it you know, it's got to be a sigh of relief. Well, you, first of all, I mean, you you've hit on it, and it's uh, certainly uh, a mother's worst nightmare, father's worst nightmare. Yeah. My, nightmare. But uh, for a prosecutor, you know, I have always told people um, that if you are here in Myrtle Beach and you're pushing a baby carriage and you're going to the Sky Wheel or you're going to the country music, you're going to be fine. If you are buying or selling drugs, you your life expectancy will go down. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is one of those outliers um, where... There's nothing that she was doing wrong. She was uh, a, a child, just like um, every child. Um, you know, there's a little bit of rebellion. Mm-hmm. She was she she left home and and came on a trip, and they write movies about that. Yeah. And this was a horror story, but most yeah. of the time, everything is fine. And this you know, was I, just off I the grid. I talked about that um, yesterday, Glenn. Right? I said if I can sit there and think about all the near misses I had in my life, all the stupid things that I yeah. did and I survived. Yeah. Um, she did a stupid thing. She disobeyed her parents and she went on a trip with some older kids. And the worst thing that Beth said, you better not go because, and here she was 17 years old and nobody was really looking after her. Mm-hmm. And she gets snatched off the street. Now, do we know the circumstances around that moment. Yes, I do. Um, but that's one of those things and um, that I you know, I really can't talk about. Mm-hmm. But I'm never going to tell you a story about it. I'll just tell you I know. And um, okay. w- what's going on there, Liz, is prosecutors have um, rules um, above and beyond uh, what police can do or b- above and beyond what defense attorneys or anybody else can do. And those rules are based on trying to give uh, the defendant uh, a fair trial because I'm responsible for that, too. And my best. Uh, it, 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 listen, I, I want the fairest trial mm-hmm. because I don't want to revisit this. Me. Either. You want to get it right the first time. Right. Yeah, And, you know, I got really uh, on a, a little bit different note, but I got really criticized 10 years ago or so over the, the more stuff. Uh, they wanted to try it in the paper. Um, it looked like I was trying to hide something. You can't get out and explain it. Mm. wasn't trying to hide anything. I just can't say those things. I can't try your case in the paper. Um, and obviously, at the end of the day, they were wanting to change a venue. I do believe that where the crime was committed is where you should be tried. And, and I believe to do that, uh, there's some things that I won't be able to talk about. But uh, in generalities, you know, we can talk all day long. Mm -hmm. Um, It it appears from all of the evidence um, that that we have been able to put together, uh, first and foremost, the uh, Georgetown Police Department has done a phenomenal job. Um, The sheriff's Sheriff's. office. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
and um, so has uh, Horry County and City of Myrtle Beach because mm-hmm. it, it involves so many different. But um, how was he a person of interest so early on, and that this could be interrupted by the alligator pit story? It could. There's no doubt about it. Um, um, he was a person of interest based upon some of the stuff that uh, we've got. We've got a lot more after he was a person of interest, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the alligator story didn't um, didn't divert paths. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't anything to do with uh, Georgetown Sheriff's Office or our office. Um, uh, it it did deal um, with our federal partners, but at the same time, um, I was talking about this yesterday. Um, someone had called and said, uh, "Are they owed an apology?" Um, maybe I don't know, Timothy Taylor. Um, if I were to have said that, I would apologize to mm-hmm. him, and and I didn't. I and the reason I didn't is just because what I was talking to you about. I knew about Ray. Uh, Ray, mm-hmm. um, way before anything was done, but uh, or did you I thought feel I knew, in your heart? I not only did I feel in my heart, but I was very sure in my mind that Raymond Moody had done it. Ah, however, interesting. Uh, as a prosecutor, what you'll find is there's a lot of times I'm just like anybody else. I mm-hmm. you know I got feelings. I think about you know oh gosh you know that Glenn did it you know mm-hmm. whatever right. But until I um, am able to prove it, mm-hmm. um, I don't want anybody talking about it. And I got, you know, a, a good bit of um, criticism, you know, and, and there was. There was stuff that we did when, when Raymond Moody was arrested under obstruction. Mm-hmm. It, it, technically, it's an obstruction. It's like, um, but that was only there as a placeholder because I didn't want to charge have Raymond charged with murder, rape, and kidnapping at the time. There was stuff that I needed to make sure that my thoughts were correct. And when we were able to find the body, I can't go into the details of all of that, but when I was able to find the body, or not me, mm-hmm. um, the FBI and the uh, police found founder, I was there. But uh, when I was able, then I said, Everything that I've been thinking is now being confirmed. Now mm. we can talk about it. As much as you can. Yeah. Right. But let me ask you this question. What was that moment for you um, when, I, I mean, I just think about your job all the time because, uh, you you know, there are cases where you know that that is the person that did it and you just can't pin it mm-hmm. like the way you want to pin it. So that's got to be a sense of disappointment. But then you have a story like this where the the closure for the family is just this massive piece that you haven't been able to deliver and you've been working on a hunch all along and uh to have that moment out in georgetown i can't even imagine what was going through your head like it's what were you um, thinking you know um Really, um, it, it, none of it happens in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And what I was really thinking at the time, and there were, you know, arguments along the way between um, officers, different agencies. But in the grand scheme of things, it was like fussing around Thanksgiving table. We were all friends, but there was just differences of opinion. And the real thing I was thinking is hurry, hurry, hurry. We're so close. 
But the media is really closing in, and by tomorrow at this time, we're going to be stepping over power cords, and mm. there's going to be swatting away drones. And and I'm telling you guys, it was within six hours that the bones were collected, uh, everything in the body was collected, and we were out of there before the first drone. So it wasn't like, wow. I mean, it was like. So, you know, that, that see, I'm, I'm in the media sure. realm. Um, and so you often, not you, but people like you, often use the media to conjure up, act, you know, kind of force an activity, smoke someone out. You know, there are mm-hmm. ways that the police, law enforcement, prosecution, they smoke out whatever they need to know. But then there are other times that you need to put up those barricades so that it's not spoiled. The efforts aren't spoiled. Why was it so important to keep so tight-lipped about what was happening. And, you know, there was no confirmation if it had any connection to do with the Brittany Drexel case until the bones were found. Like, what was that reasoning? So in my mind, um, again, it was, I thought, I think we're on the right guy. We've got enough to hold this person. But until I can get the confirmation, uh, that uh, and it'll become clean, um, cleaner and more clear when uh, we can mm. talk about it in yeah. court. But I knew I needed that to say that's the right guy. Mm-hmm. And so um, I also knew before I say anything to the media, it's only fair for me to say something to Dawn. Mm-hmm. So the, the mama's got to, mm-hmm. she's got to know something too. Yeah. Um, and, but I am 100 on board. Uh, the media, I always include as and that's i don't know um i don't know that everybody is like this but my whole thing in going in office in 2012 is i wanted to be completely transparent mm-hmm. i believe and, you have been well i i that mm-hmm. that was one of the cornerstones mm-hmm. i don't particularly little you know like chasing in front of a camera mm-hmm. somebody's got a camera i'll jump in front of it now yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but honestly Part of that is to say, I mm-hmm. want I want you to be able to Clear. trust this system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and sometimes people need to just calm down and understand why the process is happening the way it is. And when mm-hmm. you have that transparency as to this is why we're doing it this way, then people can say, okay, then I can wait. Yeah. You know, um, and, and as a citizen, you know, I want you to get it right and not be, you know, I don't want any trip ups here. You know, you just want it to um, have a direct result. Now, um, I was reading in this article, so I'm going to ask you some questions, if you don't mind. Um, first of all, we know that he has a history of being convicted for uh, raping seven young girls mm-hmm. in California. He served 21 years of a 40-year sentence. He was originally from this area of Georgetown, was in California to do those crimes, came back here. When did he return here? And what kind of occupation was he doing? Those are the two questions we had yesterday on our text line, pcrxcomputers.com. Okay. Um, I know that he came back um, in, I think it was 2004. Um, okay. And um, I don't know particularly what kind of work he was doing. Mm-hmm. I'll find out. Um, People are curious, like, where he was in our society, mm-hmm. um, concerned about it. Because there are some other missing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Did any of those previous cases on his record show that he kidnapped, raped, and killed anybody? Or were they all kidnapping and rapes of young girls? I'm talking about children now. Yeah. I don't think there was any murders uh, mm-hmm. that's there uh, that's on his record. Uh, but there were, you know, most rapes um, involve a kidnapping. Uh, in other words, you can't move. You can't leave. I see. Um, okay. So um, were they strangers? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now um, they, they were okay. And um, when um, I know you can, you're going to say you can't answer this. How do we? How did we come to find where her her bones were? I can say this. Um, in all honesty, we we had a a very promising tip uh, as to where her bones were. Mm. Um, you know, I can't get any further into it. So you can't it tell that. me if it was Raymond himself or a neighbor or someone who might have seen him. You can't. That's right. Specific. But um, okay. but that was. Um, but we had a good tip, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what put us there. Okay. Um, I heard um, that Raymond Moody is terminally ill. Uh, yeah, I have. I've heard that too, and I've, I've asked the question. And you know, again, I sound real squeamish, but you know, there's HIPAA and all of that. No, no, that's fine. I'm just I, I just want right. to ask the questions yeah. that are being asked. Yeah, um, I've heard that too, and I've asked that question uh, from people that should know, mm-hmm. and they said, "Not to my knowledge." No. Okay, is what's wrong with his eye? I know that, but I just can't say. Okay, that would that would. He didn't again, have that eye problem when he kidnapped her and raped her. Uh, I don't believe so. No, this is um, because that would have been my first. Recent. My first, you know, you, you would say, "Oh, I saw that guy." You know, like you know, that's what that was the one thing about the whole Timothy Taylor thing was he was a one armed, yeah. very tall person. Like you would recognize if you mm-hmm. saw something going on. Somebody also texted in yesterday that uh, he had moved from a from a pretty run down uh, property, whether it be Motel. a hotel or something, to, to a, a to a bigger place with a pool. It looked like. Um, where like Rose, more, Rose where something? was he getting his money from? Um, the question people thought he was living more um, lavishly. Yeah, um, I, you know, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what he was. Um, I know that uh, what had taken him to California uh, was he was in the military for a while. Mm-hmm. Any so, any uh, records in the military of him being? I haven't seen any way? of those. No. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask about Ernest. Merchant. Mm-hmm. Ernie Merchant came up. Were they in jail together in California? Yes. And then That's they, when he moved back here, he brought him with him. Yes. Did he get out of jail around the same time? Uh, I guess. Or they waited on one another. Mm-hmm. You know? Has he been interviewed by the police uh, to find out what he knows, if anything? Uh, Merchant has been interviewed. Yeah. Was, were they together at 2004, 2005, 2009? It's my understanding. I don't know about 2009, but yes, they were uh, together when he first came. When he here. first came here, yeah. So I was just wondering if they were together when he went out trolling. Well, I I consider it that because why the heck was he driving around city of Myrtle Beach late at mm-hmm. night, offering you know uh, rides to young women? Um, I wanted to ask you um, also: Has there been any efforts to start to connect? Dots for Crystal Souls, who went missing in 2005 from Andrews, which is very nearby. I've heard about her. Um, I I hadn't worked on that case, and I'll be, you know, um, Brittany's case came up. We, I mean, especially in the last year, the last um, three months, you know, 
cases, even if they are put on the back burner, they'll have hot spots and um, what I call tentacles. Um, and, and Timothy Taylor was one of those tentacles, and I think the police um, ran that down as much as they could. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think there was missteps there and everything else. But to, to close that tentacle, they didn't just make that stuff up. So what was happening hmm. is um, uh, CIs, people in prison, were saying, I know who did the, the Drexel murder. I know where it happened, and several of them were saying Which it's jail Timothy. was this? It was prison. Like um, federal, I, local, no, state? No, it was, it was state. state. And, and we have this uh, a good bit. Um, so when, when, you're, when you're trying, especially a high-profile case, again, we ask for all the help that we can get. Some of that help is good. Some of it's not. I'm telling you, with uh, Heather Elvis, I must <laughs> have had a half dozen psychics. I had... Uh, detectives, everybody from, you know, all over the place. In this case, um, you'll see stuff in that discovery from the body farm in in, in um, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really did uh, do everything possible. People to try keep, to... keep asking me about uh, just about Heather Elvis, huh? um, about the newly cement poured driveway. Did you investigate that? Yeah, the police investigated all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there now, were many other things. I don't want to rehash the whole thing, but no. But um, you guys searched. You always search every tip. Yeah. When and, someone and, gives you a bad tip, like the guy that's supposedly an informant, does he get in trouble for lying? No. That's no. no. I mean, look, really annoying. Uh, I know it is. <laughs> I know it is. And, and you don't. Uh, you. I can tell you when I get a tip, and um, and again, we didn't have anything to do with. Taylor, but this ain't, this happens in every case. So uh, the only time I would ever put a, an informant up is if I can verify, uh, just like I was saying, um, there's an old adage that you, you measure twice and cut once. Mm-hmm. So that's, that caused a lot of chagrin and a lot of people were mad, um, especially um, in the media about slowing it down. But, um, I didn't want to go out and say, oh, it's moody mm-hmm. without knowing uh, right. what I could prove. Now, what I can think and what I can feel and what I can air quotes know, mm-hmm. um, that really doesn't matter in my line of work. It's what I can prove. Because mm-hmm. I think for the most part, most of the people that the police go out and arrest, it's more likely than not by the standard that they did it. Now, doing it, and being able to prove it's two different things. So, you know, um, you and I could get arrested just for it being more likely than not that a crime occurred and that Liz did it and Jimmy did it. That's a real low standard. Mm-hmm. My standard's so much higher, and right. it should be. Yeah, You know, absolutely. it's beyond that's a reasonable a, that's, doubt. That's, so, a, that's our justice system. We, we trust it, and we have to. Yeah. If and we lose faith in it. I had a case that haunts me, and I had it 20-some years ago. I remember the defendant's name. We, I ended up having to dismiss the charge, so I won't call his name. But it was um, um, he had molested a, a two-year-old or a three-year-old uh, that was a nephew. Um, but the two-year-old, because of court uh, rules, the two-year-old couldn't testify. Mm. Right. There was no physical evidence. 
I knew I worked all these other angles. I had the guy to take a polygraph to say, okay, you failed the polygraph. What do you think now? I failed the polygraph, pound sand. I'm not pleading. Hmm. So there are times, and, and that's over 20 years now, but there are those cases that you know, you know he did it. Mm-hmm. But I can't prove he did it. Wow. I can't put up the, the and we, we fight with the police all the, this is the biggest, police and prosecutors are like cousins, but this is the biggest <laughs> fight. Um, uh, you, you know she did it, word on the street. Look, that don't do me, a, if, mm-hmm. if you can't tell me a person that's going to um, raise their hand and put their other hand on the Bible, mm-hmm. there's no reason yeah. for us to talk about this. Absolutely. I can know what you, I know yeah, all And we that. rely on that so much as yeah. a society. So, um, Jimmy, unfortunately, we're out of time. Ah. I want so much more to talk with you. But, you know, I have a podcast now. Maybe we can do that. That'd be great. And we can talk as long as we want. <laughs> and I can pick your brain. You're going to be so tired. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'd love uh, to be with you. That's great. 15th Circuit Solicitor Jimmy Richardson uh, filling us in on the latest on the Brittany Drexel case. Of course, he can't tell us everything he knows, but um, we did share what um, has been printed in the publications. And um, we're going to keep a close eye on this. And thank you for all your hard work. All right. We thanks, appreciate Liz. it. Thanks, Glenn. Always right. a pleasure. Sure. All right. Thanks a lot, Jimmy. We'll be back in a moment. Hold on, deplorables. The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers will be right back on Talk 94.5.